welcome to the DC Beer Show 2022. New year, new beer, same us. We are at DC Beer across social media, and tonight we are Mike Steinless, but not Steinless. Brandy, what are you drinking? Oh, damn it. I'm not drinking my beer out of a stein. Wait, should I go get a stein? Oh, well, no, it's okay. Uh, I, well, for my interview, I drank an Obsidian Castle from Silver Branch. Whoop, whoop. Love that beer. Oh, my God. But with you. Who doesn't? Right? Stupid people don't like that beer. It's okay. Um, Yeah. But now I just poured, haven't even taken a sip of it yet, Fervor and Defiance from Wild East Brewing Company. It's a Czech-style dark lager. So I don't remember it was either you or Mike or Greg. It's one one of you three gifted me these lovely West uh, Wild East beers. And I think this is my third one. And let me tell you, pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a reason that wherever these folks go, um, brewery out of uh, New York City, Brooklyn, yeah. I believe, Brew York, New York blogger, Brew York, New York, get it. Um, he had little patience. They're like 10 Plato Czech pills as one of his favorite beers of the year. Um, it's one of my favorite beers of the year. Uh, like Their lager game is Phenomenal. Very good. Really good yeah. stuff. So that that's what I'm drinking. I just poured it. Um, I'm sure it's going to be freaking delicious. So, Jake, what are you drinking? For no reason at all, uh, no siree, I'm drinking Shire, which is Crooked Runs um, ESB. Uh, oh, so I love ESBs. Extra special, it, bitter, you don't English really style find bitter. ESBs very often. Really, you don't. No, and so what I've heard is that U.S. Brewers and U.S. brewery salespeople think that Americans don't like bitter. the word bitter because of like years of like Keystone running ads about like bitter beer face and oh it's bitter it's this it's that and so a lot of times you'll see something that's like an ESB called instead like a pub ale or a session ale. Um, this one comes in under four uh, percent. Everyone's wheelhouse. Um, I would say I'm drinking it for no reason, but there's an actual reason, and that is uh, Crooked Run is going to open up a brewery, a facility, at 550 Morse Street, um, across the parking lot from Union Market, oh, and across Selena? the street from the brewery store and La yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And, you know, like half a mile or less from Red yeah. Bear. Yeah. I did not know that, actually. Uh, yeah. Wait. When did... Well, huh? Huh? This what? is like this will this will be their third location because their original location out in Bumfuck, Virginia, Percival, Luckett's, I don't somewhere out there. I went to it years and years and years and years and years ago. Met Jake. To be fair, right? They have two locations in Bumblefuck, well, Virginia. The one other is in one Sterling is and one is in Leesburg. Leesburg. Thank you, Leesburg. Oh, okay. That's the original Leesburg one. Is and I went there. I met Jake right. when actually right after they, he had first opened. And then, yeah, but the Sterling one is at least near Rocket Frog and pretty close to Ocelot. So it's not like there are other things to go see, you know. Um, but, yes, it's still out in Virginia. But so DC's getting a crooked run. Interesting. All right. Yeah. DC is getting a crooked yeah. run. Huh. And so uh, – but before Crooked Run opens, because this is like pretty preliminary and early on. Is DC on, like, getting we are recording this another on, break? We are recording this on Tuesday. <laughs> uh, the 
Solus, which also has a brewery in Sterling, and then the Solus Outpost in Falls yep. Church that used to be Mad Fox, they're opening up a tap room in uh, Buzzards Point, down by Audi Field, so kind of sort of like Navy Yard-ish, but on the other side of South Capitol. But it's just a tap room. I don't think they're brewing okay. Crooked, just like it's just like a foothold in DC, and you can go and you can drink solace beers and cool. Crooked Run, I believe, is going to make the wart. Oh, you know, yeah. like water, grain, maybe some hops in either Sterling or Leesburg or both or whatever. And then they're going to truck it over to Union Market, mm. and then they're going to ferment it and finish it and hop it and do this or that, sour it. At Union Market. That's neat. Yeah. And then that way they can fit into 550 Moore Street, which I'm assuming is not going to be like some sort of massive facility. Right. It's going to be on the smaller side. Well, that's cool. Uh, Thanks for being the bearer yeah. of beer news tonight, Jake. Well, all credit um, for this scoop goes to um, Ramon Santra, bard in D.C., um, friend of the site, who was just, as sometimes bloggers do, um, they go over to the ABRA, um, Alcoholic Beverage Regulatory Agency website, and they just kind of see, like, what's hot. Like, hey, what's new? And he just happened to uh, find this one. And so, good scoop. Cool beans. So, for both of these breweries, it'll be their third spot. Maybe third time yeah. to charm for everybody this year. And 2022 is going to hopefully bring some good stuff. So when is a DC brewery going to open up someplace in Virginia? We have to return the yeah, thing. That's not going to happen. No. Yeah. <laughs> Although Atlas, Probably Atlas's not. Navy right, Yard right. area is crushing it, so that was that was a smart move. Yes. Like being th- down there, especially with all the new places to live and everything. But during fo- football season, during baseball season, it's a madhouse. And yeah, yeah. So that's a smart. That's a smart move. Yeah, you're looking at like 80 baseball games, if not more. I don't know, how like, you know, 10, 15, 20 soccer games over at Buzzards Point, Audi Field. You got concerts and whatever else is going on um, at those two locations. The Wharf, all these new buildings. There's plenty of room um, for more breweries in D.C. as more people hopefully move in. For sure. And when you're going to go see a baseball game... The traffic is atrocious. So you go early, find a parking spot, and then go to your local watering hole and drink. So, yeah, smart moves. As one does, especially considering what the Nationals are going to put on the field next year. Hi-oh. That was a little sports ball humor. (laughs) Yeah. The Nationals are probably not going to be very good. Okay, yeah. But that's okay because they won the World Series a couple years ago. Yeah, I don't follow times. sports ball, so thank for thank you for clarifying. <laughs> I would have been like, oh, okay, you whatever you say, Jake. <laughs> yeah. So uh, speaking of other big things in 2022, yeah. Brandy, you sat down with Charles from the Black Broom Movement to talk plans for the new year. Listen in. Charles, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And I can speak for all of us at the DC Beer uh, family in saying welcome to the show. We all think you are the most awesome. And, well, hey, Courtney, too. Hey, Courtney. We love Courtney. Um, she's putting a baby to bed, apparently. Um, for those of you who may not be in the know, could you tell our listeners about Black Brew Movement? How did it get started? 
what motivated you to start this organization and, you know, tell us a bit about yourself um, and Courtney, you know, maybe speak for Courtney if you want to, um, other than having really cool taste in vintage sweaters. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'll definitely do that. And uh, thank you for, for having me on um, tonight. It's a real, it's a real privilege uh, to, to be here. Um, my name is Charles, um, co-founder of the Black Broom Movement. Uh, we're an organization started in 2018, um, really with a mission to connect Black American culture and craft beer culture, really bring those two things um, together. Um, and we do that through kind of a series uh, or a variety of, of, of different um, things with events um, and, and really just connecting with people and, and making partnerships with breweries and things like that. Um, coming together uh, as an organization, it, it was as organic as possible. Um, it was me, my wife, Courtney, one of my frat brothers, Phil, and his wife, Simone. Um, you know, we would go out on the town together, breweries, restaurants, um, and just kind of sit back and, and kind of look around and ask ourselves questions, right? Like, one of the questions that we would always ask was, why are we the only black folks drinking beer, right? If we go to a restaurant, if we go to a brewery, it was really just out of curiosity. Um, and we said, hey, you know, let's, let's do something about that. Let's, let's figure out why. I mean, it really helps to have a researcher on our team. My wife, Courtney, she's um, a sociologist. So these questions naturally come to her. I mean, everywhere we go. That's awesome. um, so she, she's the one that started asking those questions. So we said, okay, let's, let's do something about it. Um, so we got on Instagram and, and we, we started reaching out to people in our local community and nationally that are doing some of the same work and started asking some questions. Um, and we also wanted to get active kind of locally. Um, so we invited a bunch of our friends to our apartment at the time. Um, and we bought a whole bunch of craft beer. And we just started asking questions like, hey, why do you drink beer? Are you interested in beer? Has beer been marketed to you in your opinion? Um, and this kind of led us to believe that there was a gap, right? There, there was this, this void in the industry. And we said, hey, we can talk about it. We can blog about it. Or, or we, can, we can do something about it. Let's, let's connect people together. So we started the Black Brew Movement uh, to really fill that void. And, and you know, for the past what, four years now, um, we've been doing just that through events and, and partnerships, collaborations. You know, we've been having a lot of fun. I love that. And that's a really great background story to it, too, because I know when I've been at events, I go to a lot of beer events. Um, and we as like the D.C. beer folks like me, Mike, Jake and Greg and Richard, you know, we always try to, you know, make it make a point to make sure that everybody feels included in. And we, we notice most of the time too, because for years and years and years, we've been drinking beer, going to three star. When you go to random breweries, you see a whole bunch of white dudes with beards, <laughs> like, you know, and so I always question that too. Um, so I love this and I love that you guys um, all get together and, and really made something happen because you have made a difference. You really have, in, in my opinion, one of my absolute favorite events from the b before times, COVID speaking, was the event that was held at Right Proper in Shaw on January 4th, 2020, which is coincidentally the exact day we're recording this interview. <laughs> Freaky. <laughs> I know, I know, right? That was right? 
<laughs> that event was brought so many people together, um, so much love, um, and like it brought everybody. It, it was just it was such a eye opening, fun, refreshing event. And we all the DC beer people were just looking around, going, "This is amazing! Y'all did the, the best job at marketing that and getting and bringing everybody together." And, and that cuffing saison that it was a collaboration between DC Beer, Right Proper, and Black Brew Movement. And it was such a good beer. I mean, everybody loved it. But it was, I can't believe that was two years ago. Two years ago. Two exactly. years ago. Flew past. <sighs> and it feels like yesterday. Yes, I know, right? Um, I know that with more folks being vaccinated and, you know, we're able to get out more and start up smaller events and such. What events... In collaborations, really, are y'all working on for this year? Um, what should we keep a, our eyes peeled for? What's what's the next beer project? Yeah, I think you you started that off uh, correctly, right? We we have to first and foremost prioritize prioritize everyone's health and safety. Um, so even we had a um, event scheduled. It was a meet and greet with um, all of the black beer brands scheduled to be at a Patuxent Brewery. And down in Waldorf, and we had to cancel that. I know, I saw. Um, we were gonna go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, we had to cancel that smart. because because of the, yeah, it'll happen again. You yeah. know, that, that's that's the times that we're in. It, it definitely will. It definitely will. But I think that's one of our main focuses this year is elevating and amplifying these Black Bear brands, and also partnering um, with some of our uh, local breweries to, you know, I think promote this message even more and promote this message of inclusivity and diversity and tap rooms even louder, right? Um, so definitely with this collective that we've been putting together with the Black Bear brands, it includes Black Brew Movement, Sankofa, Solmega, Patuxent, um, uh, Joy Hound, Black Viking, Urban Garden, the list is yeah, growing and growing. Yeah, it's great. You know, we're, we're we're calling ourselves, uh, you know, a little a little collective, little the little mini black beer boom that's happening in the DMV area. We're going to try to get together and do uh, some events this year, and we think that's going to be awesome. Um, you can look out for something on Black History Month. Uh, we're we're thinking about releasing um, a beer with Right Proper to celebrate Black History Month and and some opportunities um, that exist within craft beer and promoting them to our audience. So that's coming up. And, you know, when the summertime comes, that's going to bring tons of opportunities. You know, last year we did the Black Greek Fest. We had a Black Beer Garden at the Black Greek Fest. Um, last summer, that was amazing. Uh, we plan on doing that again. And hopefully um, we can do the the block party again with Right Proper. That was um, such a good event, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That was amazing. Uh, the way that came together, um, the, the Indivisible Art Collective is great to work with. Obviously, Right Proper is great to work with. The weather was great. So hopefully, you know, COVID cooperates and we can get that going again. And we, we do hope to partner with some some new breweries this year as well, right? I mean, D.C., it's, it's expanding. I mean, um, I think Other Half just, just came um, to D.C. not too long ago. Uh, you know, me and Courtney, we stopped by there. Um, we haven't done anything with Three Stars yet or Hellbender yet. I mean, we go there all the time, but you know, we're, we're definitely looking to maybe do some collaborations with some 
some new breweries that we haven't collaborated with and, and you know, see what happens and do some special events. With that them. would be great. I, I live right down the street from Hellbender. So I, I love when they, <laughs> when they do collaborations. <laughs> I think we actually mentioned it on a previous podcast or maybe on the website or something that three stars for the first time since they've opened, which is insane because they were one of the first breweries open in DC just recently did their first dis- in district collab, which is baffling because wow. <laughs> you know they used to do collabs with people down in, in like florida and stuff but whatever anyway yeah um yeah. so that would be awesome if that happens it'd be a, a monumental event <laughs> yeah and they have that new event space um that they just put together which is beautiful yeah. um so that would be awesome and i mean you know we, we love so many breweries we love all the breweries in dc so i mean the possibilities are endless. Um, we spend so much time at Red Bear and we love that vibe and it would be great to do something with them as well. Yeah, you know, right now we're, we're definitely, we have some things in the works, um, but the year is pretty open and, you know, January, February is our time to do some outreach and, you know, figure out what the possibilities yeah. are. Yeah. And Red Bear would be great. I, I think, I don't, I don't know if she's the head brewer now, but um, Nick, jo- um, Nick Jones is there and she's, she's, uh, She's moved up very rapidly, so and she's um, she's crushing yeah. it over there. So yeah, shout out to Red Bear, love y'all. That's awesome, <laughs> <laughs> love um, So what what would you and you speaking for you know everybody at Black Brew Movement? What would you like to see happen in twenty twenty two in the beer community? Um, kind of, this is like a two parter because. Every time I see Kofi, and not just me, but the rest of us, we ask, you know, hey, you know, is there going to be a brick and mortar? You know, like, uh, where, is there going to be a physical space, slap, brick and mortar, for any of the Black-owned breweries or all of them or like a cooperative kind of thing? or Because, you know, it, it's about getting it to everybody and people love going to places. Like, when Sankofa did their pop-up at um, the Metro Bar during the summer, there was a great turnout. Like, there's, there's, you have an, well, the Black Brewers have an audience, and they have a huge support system from all the beer drinkers in D.C. Um, I know, you know, it's, it, there are obstacles and hurdles, but we talk about that a lot at D.C. Beer. But I'm curious what your where from your experience and talking with the the black brewery owners um where would you like to see that going is there any hope for that in the future what would you like to see happen in 2022 that was a long-winded question and i'm so sorry yeah, no, no. <laughs> no no i love i love i love loaded questions it gives me an opportunity to unpack and and i think you said it i think one we want to in 2022 continue to elevate and amplify these brands. I mean, their beer is amazing. And, and that's the bottom line, right? Their beer is amazing. Um, all of the founders of these companies are so cool, so personable, so polite. Um, and we want to elevate that and amplify that as, as, as far and as wide and as high as possible through events and through collaborations. Um, we really believe that all of these companies that we that we listed, right? Urban Garden, Sankofa, Soul Mega, Joy Hound, Black Viking, Patuxent, they're on to something. And I think they have great recipes and they have great beer, fundamentally. Um, and we want as many people to hear their stories, taste their beer. That's another thing. Their stories are amazing. I mean, the meaning behind all of these companies, they just capture so much culture. 
Um, they capture so much of their personal experiences. And those stories just need to be told louder. Um, and we want folks in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area to experience more of what they have to offer. I think that's first. I think second, you know, the Black Brew Movement, we really want to just ultimately add value to the craft beer industry. Right? We don't, we don't want to just kind of be here taking up space for no reason. We do want to add value to the craft beer industry. You do. Um, and we think we want... And, like, not, not and, and we believe that, like, that we do. You really do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And, and, and we believe that we do. And we want to continue to do that. And we think one of the ways that we can, can best you know, uh, fulfill that mission is by bringing new consumers into the craft beer fold, right? Um, we're good at talking to our friends, you know, folks that don't drink beer, that turn away from beer, like, dude, I don't want this. What is an IPA? I don't drink beer. We're really, we're getting better. We're really good and we're getting better at bringing those folks to the table saying, hey, you don't know what you're missing, right? Introducing them to, you know, the Worldwide Pale Ale or introducing them to, you know, just a, a craft beer that's easy to start with, talking about some history, talking about how to experience the craft beer and getting them to leave our events saying, hey, that wasn't that bad. I don't like all craft beers, but I like these two and I might go get these later, right? Bringing those people along, um, we want to do more of that, right? Bring more new consumers, bring more people from our community into the craft beer fold so we can all, you know, really just, just elevate kind of how we experience beer and um, how we experience each other. We really think that we can do that through um, the the activities that we're we're putting forth at Black Brew Movement. Yeah, for sure. I I will say going back to the event at um, Right Proper, the cuffing saison. I I really didn't know much about Black Brew Movement, and I left that event going, they're my favorite people now. And <laughs> what are they doing? Let's all follow what they're doing. And so, I, yeah. you know, it it takes. I, I've been told, and I think I'm, I'm very proud of this aspect of who I am. I'm a connector. I love I love meeting new people. I don't care what you are, what you look like, where you're from. I want to talk to you. And then, hey, my I know this other person too. I don't even have to be your friend. Like, I know this awesome person. I think people need that. And I feel like you all at Black Brew Movement connect people who may feel like there's stigma around certain breweries or like the, the look or who you, what you have to look like or, or what you drink or what kind of life you live to drink beer and just bring everybody together saying, Hey, meet this person and, and, and have this beer and try this. And I love that. And I think you, whatever y'all are doing, you're crushing it and keep doing it. (laughs) I mean, you know, thank you. That That's really the goal, right, is to, at the end of the day, connect people, bring people together around beer. Our friend Gene, um, co-owner of, of Patuxent, Brew, um, Patuxent Brewing down in Waldorf, um, he talks about it all the time. And, and he's you know one of the black brewers in the area that has a physical location. And it's such an advantage for him because he says, you know, some people come in, never seen them before. They're looking around. Maybe they're a little nervous or maybe they don't know what beer to ask for. And, you know, he says his location and just his vibe and his spirit allows him to connect with those people so instantly. Um, And that's what beer does, right? And that's what the movement is all about, right? Continuing to bring, you know, people together, 
have a beer, talk about any anything that's going on. It could be some of the tough issues that are going on in society. We can talk about that too. When you do it over a beer, it's just it's, it's just a little easier. Yeah, 1,000%. Cheers to that. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, cheers, cheers to that. Here are a couple of questions from Jake and Mike um, since I'm doing the interview. Um, so Jake, I don't know if Jake or Mike asked this. Um, what are some of your favorite black-owned breweries? But and, and I know you. That's hard to like pick and choose a favorite, but like their brand, their brands and their beer, like the whole package. I think behind it, and who maybe have you seen grow and come really far um, in the black-owned brewery community? Yeah, I mean that that's that's a tough question for for me. <laughs> and us at Black Brew Movement. Um, and it doesn't even have to be DC you know, local. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt, but like it could be, you, you know, if you travel, if you've gone places, like like shout out, like highlights. You don't have to pick a favorite. That I, that was terrible wording on the guys. <laughs> guys, come on. Um, I mean, so many, so many. Um, I mean, shout out to, to what everyone um, is doing. You know, I really love what Crowns and Hops is doing on the West Coast. I mean, they're such an inspiration, you know, when when you, you see how approachable they are, how willing they are to engage and how big their brand is getting. Um, I mean, it just it makes us feel like superstars really engaging with them. And they are just regular folks that that you know connect with us all the time and they make awesome beer. So from the brand standpoint um, to the, the marketing standpoint, we just love what they're doing. I think they're really creating a blueprint. Um, for African-Americans interested in craft, craft beer to follow. So they're really cool. I will pick up a, a favorite story really quick. I love Imani's story from Urban Garden. I love her And so if you much. hear her speak <laughs> about how she got started and home brewing and how she was, you know, working with her family and, you know, just trying to figure this whole beer thing out to, to you know, releasing a, a beer brand with her partner and, I just love that story. It really speaks to me and Courtney. And she's just such a vibe um, to be around. She's a good hugger. And, and I really love that story. <laughs> amazing, amazing everything. Hugger. She makes great beer. Um, huge shout out to Urban Garden. Yeah, for sure. So next Jake slash Mike question. What were some of your favorite standout beers of 2021? And from any, oh, from man. really any brewery, but like. You know, what, anything that you feel like needed needs a highlight, and not to throw you on the spot, but like I, I was, I love that ginger beer from Black Viking. He Zander he brought beer. that to the the beer share on um, the last one, and everybody was like, "What?" It was gone in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I like ginger, um, so you know, not for everybody. That I'm beer sure. was amazing. That beer was amazing, and when you when you first taste it, it, it just has so much character. Huge shout out to Black Viking. I mean, that, that what, what he's doing is amazing. Um, I mean, it, it was a privilege for us because we drank so much beer from these black beer brands. I mean, we have, you know, stockpiles in our fridge right now. We just we just keep buying it. It's amazing. So really all 2021, that's pretty much all I drank was was beer from these brands. I mean, obviously, you know, my go-to is, is, is probably um, Soul Mega. You know, they have such a balanced beer. I love that. Pretty much, I, I spend a lot of money and a lot of time drinking beer from these black beer brands in 2021. I'll continue to do that in 2022, but I am excited um, to get out to, you know, 
all of all of you know some of my other local favorites in in the district. Um, Hellbender. Um, we talked about um, the public option. I love the public option and and what they're doing there. DC Brow haven't been there in a long time. I mean, the beer scene in in DC is in great hands, and there's good beer everywhere you turn. So I think 2022 is going to be even better than 2021. I agree. Cheers to that. Thank you again, Charles, um, for coming on the show. You, you're awesome. Great interviewer. Thank you, Brenda. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate right. you. Cheers. Cheers. Take care. Thanks, Brandy, and thank you, Charles. Uh, 2021 saw the launch of Black Viking, Joy Hound, and Urban Garden, plus Sankofa Booth Allagash, and so here's to bigger and better in 2022. Yeah, cheers to that. Uh, love, love all of the the stuff that, that all the breweries came out with this year. And you know what? We were doing really well, and then... Omicron kind of like bit us in the butt a little bit, but we'll, we'll bounce back and 2022 is going to be, it's going to be better. Right. Right. Jake? It better be better. <laughs> and hope, you know, hopefully um, you're vaxxed, you're boosted. Um, if Omicron, I hope it stays as mild as possible for people. Uh, I, yeah, gonna, it, ain't, it ain't a great start to the year. I want to <laughs> thank all the breweries who made an effort this year and, uh, well, last year technically now, but allowed for us to come back um, and drink and for staying up to date and keeping us safe, uh, but also giving us good beer. So huge shout out to all the breweries. Um, we love you. And thanks for giving us uh, suds to sip on while we were still kind of stuck in our homes. <laughs> but um I don't really have any upcoming news uh, to share. So, yeah, just go continue drinking beer. You you kind of spilled all the fun beans with the new breweries coming. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking the next couple of weeks might be kind of quiet in terms of, like, brewery happenings and such as we, uh, you know, get through Omicron and such. Yeah. But, hey, everyone, everyone's got heat lamps and such. <laughs> Mask up. Tip exactly. Big, be excellent to each other. We, we've all done this before now. I know. It's old news. Yeah, it's, it's whatever. I actually talked to Charles about this in the interview, how two years ago, exactly to this day, was the Cuffing Saison beer release at Right Proper Shaw. January 4th, 2020. Oh. It is 2022. What have we done? <laughs> that feels like both yesterday and 10 oh, years ago. I know. Um, for everyone else out there in the beer fam world... We are DC Beer, and please follow us on all, all the social medias, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Check out our website, at DC Beer, and uh, we're going to see you in a couple weeks. But until then, check out Beer Me Radio. Sarah Jane's crushing it over there, and uh, yes, cheers yes, yes. to Mike Stein. We'll see you next time. Cheers, Jake. Sounds good. All right. Cheers, Brandy. Bye, everybody.